Let's open our Bibles first, first John chapter 4. We're going to pick it up where we left off. I know today is uh, Palm Sunday, the day that you know Jesus rode into uh, the city of Jerusalem and, and we sang about it today, Hosanna, you know. Uh, uh, but really, what it's all about is love, isn't it? I mean, from, from start to finish, what it's really all about is love and, and, and how God loved us and how we are called to love one another. John the Apostle, could, he just could not get away from this subject. And I think as I've been studying this, you know, week after week, and it's like, man, it's just, it's love, it's love. It keeps coming back, I, you know, and it seems like you could talk about it and then move on to something else, but you can't. And, you know, John, the apostle, he, he knew that and he was changed by it. It was just radically from the inside out. The love of God did something inside of him. And that's why he would come in and he would, he would say, you know, little children love one another. That's what he, that's what he would always say. That's, that's all he would say. And they'd say, why do you keep talking like that? Why is that all you ever say? He says, you know, because... It's the Lord's commandment, and if, if we keep that, it's, it's enough, it's sufficient. But as I talked last week, this, this love that, that we're called to love one another with, it's so beyond us that we have to get it from God, and it is the fruit of the Holy Spirit. It is something God has poured into our hearts by the Holy Spirit. We, you know... We need the power of God's Spirit in our lives. But, you know, so much so that, you know, we, we talk about the Holy Spirit and, you know, you can think about the gifts of the Holy Spirit and, and, and that's incredible and that, that's wonderful. But without the love, Paul says in 1 Corinthians 13, it's like nothing. It's like noise. It's like white noise. But love, this love that we're called to have, as we get to know him who is love, that there's something that happens. It's not like we try, well, I'm going to really try really hard to love people. How does that work out for you? <laughs> you just get frustrated because you realize you're just a selfish yeah. sinner and it's just not there. Because who do you love? You love yourself. That's who we love. That's number one. Numero uno. Me. We're going to see a little different picture here today, and we're going to continue on love. And, and uh, the, the title that I came up for these verses uh, is, This is Love. And what does it say? This is love. Look at verse 9 and 10. Uh, it says there, This is how God showed his love among us, he sent his one and only son into the world that we might live through him. This is love. Not that we love God, but that he loved us and sent his son as an atoning sacrifice for our sins, a propitiation for our sins. This is love. He said, this is how it works. This is how it happened. This is love. This is how God showed his love among us. Now, again, 
God's calling us, and Jesus gave us the commandment to love one another in this sort of way. So we're, gonna, we're looking at this like, well, what is this love, and, and how is it expressed? If this is what we're called to, what does it look like? Here it says in verse 9 that God showed his love. He showed his love among us. In other words, it wasn't he just didn't talk about it. He actually showed it. You could actually see it. You saw something. He did something. There was some action about it. You know, I can say, I love you all day long and not do anything. And you'll say, yeah, okay, sure you do. But if I do something, if I say I love you and I do something about it, you're going to go, wow, that, 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 that's love. He actually did something. This word for showed means to make visible, to make it known, to make it actually seen. And God showed that he loved us. How did he show it? He says he, he sent his one and only son, his only begotten son. And, and, and it, there's something about this, and I want you to get this picture of God sending his son, his one and only son, his only begotten son, that, that this is the unique son of God. There's, no, there's nothing like it. No one like him. But he sends this son, this unique, his only son. Where does he send him? Into the world. We've been talking about the world. We've been talking about the world, what the world is like and, and this world system, this godless you know, rejecting world system, and, and yet he sends his son into the world. This is love. Sending his son into the world. Something that was so precious to him. In fact, you, you might say that it was the, the most precious thing that he had. His son. I mean, those of you that have children, you know, like, what, what else is more important to you than your children? Oh, my car. I love my car. I love that, you know, fastback Mustang that I'm rebuilding. I love that house that I have. Yeah, those things are, are cool and everything, and they're good, and we need all that stuff. But what's, what, you know, it's the, it's the people, it's the son, it's the children, the, the, the daughter that you have. There's something very special. But the most precious thing that, that he had was his son. And, and, and this is what he sent. This is who he sent. Romans chapter 8 says, He who did not spare his own son, but delivered him up for us all, how shall he not with him also freely give us all things? He didn't spare, he didn't hold back. Again, this is love, and this is what we're talking about for you and I. How do we love people? How, what are we called to be like? He didn't hold back. His very best. Someone said love gives, love gives its best. Love gives its best. Uh, I found this, uh, this about the, uh, the Hallmark Company. In 1944, somebody that was on their staff came up with that slogan. And you know what it is, right? Anybody remember? When you care enough to send the very best. Hallmark. You know, greeting card, you know. So 
That's the, that's the best you can do is send me a card? No, <laughs> no. When you care enough to send the very best, isn't that what, isn't that what Jesus, Jesus is? The very best that the Father had. He sent and he gave it. He didn't just give him, you know, a little bit here or the, the leftovers or whatever. He sent his very best. God cared enough to send the very best. This is love. This is how he showed it. Primarily, I, I think what, what we see over and over again is this word that he, that he gave. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. The giving of the Father, this idea of giving, this idea of giving what we have, giving of the very best to someone else, to others. We're called to love one another like that. Notice there it says that, that also that he, <clears throat> he sent his one and only son, his only begotten son into the world, that what? That we might live through him. That we might live through him. One of the things that, that, that comes out of this is that, that love wants us to live, wants life for us. So when we think about, you know, how can we help someone else in their life? How can we help someone else to actually live? But I think it's more than that. When we think about the fact that God sent his son that, that we might live, the truth of the matter is, is that we were dead. We were dead. Now, there's a lot of death going around, and, and even in our, in our lives and people around us, you know, we, we walk through the valley of the shadow of death, and we, we care for one another in the middle of that death and the shadow and the, the valleys that we go through. But Paul says in Ephesians that you know, we were actually dead. Because of his great love, oh, great love, we sang about it, God who is rich in mercy made us alive with Christ even when we were dead. In transgressions, it is by grace that you have been saved. You see that, that love, that great love that he had for us. He, he, he gave us life. He made us alive. There's a picture that I think starts to emerge in this and in that, you know, uh, God is sending his love to, to, to people into this godless, rejecting world, but also to people who are actually dead. And he wants to give life to them. He wants to give them something they don't have. This is love. We were dead. God gave us life. And it's by grace, this giving something that we don't deserve. The, the, the textbook definition of grace is giving us what we don't deserve. Look at verse 10, he goes on and he says, This is love, not that we loved God, but that he loved us. Not that we loved God, but he, that he loved us. In other words, we were undeserving, we were unlovely, we were sinful, we were hating, we were rejecting, and, he, and yet he loved us anyways. We weren't looking for him. He came looking for us. Love made the first mood, move. This is love. Paul talks about in Romans chapter 5, what does he say? He says, God demonstrates his own love. There it is. For us in this, while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. 
Verse 10, if we, when we were God's enemies, we were reconciled to Him through the death of His Son. We were, we were sinners, we were dead, we were sinners, we were enemies of God, and yet He still reached out to us. He reached out to us. Jesus said, love your enemies. You know, it, it's easy to love those who love you, isn't it? The people that love you, that care for you, that, you know, that are there for you. It's easy to love them. But Jesus said that we've got to go beyond that, to love those even that are rejecting, even those that are hating, even those that are coming against us even. That's what he did. That's how he loved. This is love. In Titus chapter 3, it says at one time, this is who we are that he reached out to and loved. At one time, we, we too were foolish, disobedient, deceived, and enslaved by all kinds of passions and pleasures. We lived in malice and envy, being hated and hating one another. But when the kindness and love of God, our Savior, appeared, he saved us. The kindness and the love of God, our Savior, appeared. He saved us. That's, that's who he came for. Sinners, dead, foolish, disobedient, deceived, enslaved, malice, envy, hating one another. And Paul says, this is who he came for. And, and, and look what he's done in my life. Now I'm called to love one another when I was a hater. You ever call someone a hater? You're such a hater. That's, that's who we are. Easy to hate. It's natural. But to love the way God's calling us to love, that's not natural. Notice again, he made the first move. He initiated. That's what we're talking about here. This is love that he made that move despite what it looked like. You know, to reach out to somebody, to care for somebody, even when they're coming against you, hating you. Someone maybe who's, who's disobedient, someone who's deceived, enslaved, reaching out to somebody who needs help. That's what he's talking about here. It says that he sent his son as an atoning sacrifice, and we saw that back in chapter 2. He talked about it. Already, the one who turns aside God's wrath, taking away our sin, he, he gave what we needed. This is love, something that was needed. We needed somebody to step in for us because we could not do it ourselves. So he stepped in and sent his son to die and take our place. We're going we're to talk about that on Good Friday. He came in and took my place. He sent his son to die and, and to take away that wrath, you know, that, that God had for sin. And he took it upon himself. He took it upon his son, Jesus Christ. He gave what we needed. This is love. Look at verse 11. He says, dear friends or beloved... Since God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. Beloved, since God so loved us, if that's how he loved us, that's what he did, so should you and I. That's what we're called to do. 
man, I just want to skip over these verses. I, don't, I just don't want to hear about this because I know it's not an easy thing to do. But that's what we're called to do. To care for one another, to love one another, just like he did. He's gave, he, he, he gave us this example. He showed us the ways. He's made it clear for you and for me. In Ephesians chapter 5, Paul said, be, be imitators of God. Therefore, as dearly loved children, and live a life of love, just as Christ loved us and gave himself up for us as a fragrant offering and a sacrifice to God. That pretty much sums up everything that John is saying here, doesn't it? Be imitators of God. Do what he did. And what did he do? Christ loved us and he gave himself up for us. Live a life of love. That's what we're called to do. Live a life of love. But I love that at the end it says that it's like a fragrant offering and a sacrifice to God. It's, it's something beautiful that comes out of it. I, I mentioned that verse where Paul says, uh, you know, the Philippians, they cared for him. He says, you know, you, you cared for me. You, you reached out to me. You, you helped me. You, you were partners with me uh, in my need or in my affliction, he says. The, the word is actually... Uh, a, a word that means pressure. The word is the, the Greek word philipsis, and it means, it means the pressure that's coming in. He says, you were there for me in my pressure, and you helped me in it. And he, and he says, it's, it's a good thing, it's a beautiful thing that you have done for me. I mean, Paul was saying, you know, I, I, I've learned to, to make it. I've learned to be content if I have a lot or if I have a little, no matter what. He says, but it was a beautiful thing that you came to help me in my time of need. Do you think for just one minute here that there are people around you, people in this church that have a need? Going through some kind of trial that you can be a part of, that you can reach out? I see it. I see you guys doing it. I, you know, I get text messages. I, I, I get phone calls. And I, 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 I see it and I feel it. But that's what we're talking about here. Live a life of love. Caring for one another. Giving ourselves up for someone else. This is love. I, I, I mentioned it already, but the key word there... I think is is uh, seen in the, you know summing up some of the things we've already seen. He, it says he gave himself up for us. It was action. It, it could be seen. He gave his best. His goal was that we might live. He loved us first, despite who we are, and he gave what we needed. I, I, this idea of giving, you know, there was something about it. He gave. But yet he said, this is what you and I are called to do. As this is how God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. This is love. This is what we're called to do. Jesus said, my command is this, love each other as I have loved you. As I have loved you. Finally, verse 12 
He says, no one has ever seen God. No one has ever seen God. But if we love one another, God lives in us and his love is made complete or perfected in us. No one's ever seen God. And and this is true. And the Bible says it. uh, Paul said in in 1 Timothy that that he is invisible. You can't see him. Uh, John chapter 4 says God is spirit. Back in the book of Exodus, uh, Moses was told by God, you cannot see my face for no one may see me and live. Now, there are times when people said, you know, I've seen God face to face. But but even in the case of Moses, it was just like the, the, the little bit of something after the glory. Just like the, the afterglow of the glory of God. Why? I think about this. Why, why is it that, that we can't see God right now? I think the, the, the biggest reason is just the holiness of God and, and who he is. And because, as Denise said, our sin. The truth is, if we saw God right now, psh, gone. First Timothy says that, that God the blessed and only ruler, the King of kings and Lord of lords, who alone is immortal and who lives in unapproachable light, whom no one has seen or can see, to him be honor and might forever, he says. We've already seen that in the book of 1 John. God is light, and in him there is no darkness at all. Now, there will come a time when we will see him face to face, and I look forward to that. Psalm 73, you know, afterward you will take me into glory, he says. My flesh and my heart may fail, but God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever. You'll hold me by my right hand. You'll guide me with your counsel, and afterward you'll take me into glory. So we will see him face to face, but, but right now we, we can't see him. We can't, you know, people who say, I've seen God. No. But an interesting thing about this, and you probably already thought about this, yet, yet Jesus came along, and what did he say? If you've seen me... You've seen the Father. So, so again, God showed His love and He sent His Son and, and people could actually see Him. John says it. You know, we've, we've seen, we've, we've actually touched Him. We've been with Him. And they saw God. They, you know, it was God in flesh. God in a human body. Anyone who has seen me has seen the Father. John 1.18 says, No one has ever yet seen God, but God, the one and only, who is at the Father's side, has made Him known. But He says here in this verse, verse 12, If we love one another, God lives in us, and His love is made complete, or it's perfected, it's, it's actually seen. We can't see God, but we can see love. And we can see love in other people. Just like they... they they could, see, they could see the Father in the Son as, as Jesus came and took this body of flesh. As you and I reach out and, and love one another, people see, they, they see God, wow, there's something about that person. There's something about them. They actually did that for me. They actually did something. Wow. 
That's what we're called to do. That's love. God can be manifested through us. This is love. This is what we're called to do. This is how you and I are called to love one another. Easy? No problem. Easy peasy. That's what we say, right? How, you know, how, how can I do it? How can I do it? How can I, how can I make it happen? To be that person that, that gives ourselves, that actually does something that can be seen, that actually gives our very best, that, that we bring life into someone else's pressure and struggle and trials and troubles. Maybe we have to take the first move. Despite what we see coming at us, sometimes the you know it's not coming at you in a nice sort of way, but but yet you you still have to make that first move. To give what people need. Truth is, it is a fragrant offering to live a life of love, and it's a sacrifice that we give to God. Ultimately. We're giving to people, but ultimately it's a sacrifice to God. Living that life of love. That's what we're called to do. But God help us because we don't have it. But he's given it to us. He's given it to us. He came first to give it to us so that that we can now give it to one another. Let's pray together, shall we? Our gracious Heavenly Father, we, we thank you that you loved us so much you sent your son, your only begotten son, the very best you have. And, 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 and you, you sent him that, that he would actually die so that we could live. We thank you, Lord, that we're not in this alone. You didn't, you didn't call us to, to cut a just to, to do this on our own and, and uh, even as Chris shared earlier about trying to, trying to do it on his own, it, it just doesn't work. So we cry out to you right now and say, God, fill us anew with your Holy Spirit. Empower us to be people who live a life of love, a life of agape love and selfless giving because we can't do it. We just, we just don't even want to. Let's be honest. Maybe we're hurting. We want people to love us, and that's okay, but sometimes that keeps us from loving others because we're so consumed with ourselves. Sometimes as we love others, our burdens don't seem so bad. And God lifts them even as we're loving others and caring and reaching out to others. Father, help us to do that. Maybe right now somebody uh, is on your mind, on your heart that you need to reach out to, care for. Maybe send them a gift, send them a, a check. Maybe just a phone call. Maybe a letter, maybe a visit. 
Maybe it's only one. Maybe it's more than one. I don't know. But you know, and God knows. And God will bless you through it, and God will open up doors and pour out his blessings upon you. Jesus said, blessed. It's more blessed to give than to receive. And this word blessed means to be happy. It's more blessed to give than to receive. Father, help us. Help us. Help us. Help us. Help us. Dear Jesus, I pray for any here today, Lord, as we are celebrating uh, Good Friday and and the Easter resurrection. If there's any who are lost, searching without the love of God in your life, you can open your heart to, to Jesus right now and say, Jesus, please come in. I, I, need, I need you. I need life. I need that which you have offered to me, your very best, your son. Father, save me today. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's all stand and we're going to sing together, shall we?